The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution. Let's go. All right. Come on. Saddle up, partner. We are hunters. We are conservationists. We are wildlife stewards. It's true. (laughs) It's showtime, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, the revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. For centuries, people have been deer hunting and offshore fishing. I heard that somewhere. But today, we bring the two together. I'm so excited. So, Jim, will be honest. How many centuries have you been hunting for? Uh, six. <laughs> six centuries? <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> I started off with a sling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are talking a mixed bag of outdoor pursuits on today's show. And kicking things off is going to be the man himself. He's got the DM. That's kind of like the DL, but in the Whitetail Woods. Uh, Mr. David Morris, he is the host of Tecamonte Whitetail Nation on our outdoor channel. Plus, you can pick up previous seasons and episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. But all new episodes of uh, the Bucks of Tecamonte, that is Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. You okay? You, yeah, you yes. okay over there? He's getting choked up over David. Uh, Bucks of Tecamonte, Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Coming up after him. Hey, we got Trey PK. PK. And uh, he is the uh, host of Voodoo Crew. Yeah, they're, uh, he's also a captain of Voodoo <laughs> Seriously, you okay over there? No. He's so excited. Uh, he is the captain with uh, uh, Voodoo Fishing Charters down there in Venice, Louisiana. But uh, make sure you watch uh, Voodoo Crew on Outdoor Channel. Saturdays, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time and Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That is World Fishing Network. But to cap things off, is going to be Mr. Dan Perez. Yeah, he is with uh, Whitetail Properties, and uh, he's on Sportsman Channel Sundays at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah, now, Mrs. Bunny, you're going to stick around for buyer bus, but primarily nothing else. That's right. I'm, I'm leaving, boys. Why? Because you asked me to leave. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that is true. And yeah. not as nicely either. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to David Morrison. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. It's a mixed bag of outdoor pursuits on today's show. I love it. Good. Now, here's a two-part interview with David Morris, host of Tecamati Whitetail Nation on Outdoor Channel and My Outdoor TV. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Now, Bunny, if you talk nicely, yeah. I'll let you ask David one question. What? Wait, really? What would be a question you'd ask him? I don't know. I'm going to have to um, embarrassingly bow out here because I don't know. Ask him where he's at right now. And that is why we asked Bunny to leave. Yeah. All right, so just now be joined by David Morris. He is the host again, uh, Tecamonte Whitetail Nation, Outdoor Channel, and My Outdoor TV. But all new episodes of the Bucks of Tecamonte, and that is Saturdays, 930. What was that? <laughs> Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. All right, so anyways, Mr. David, I don't know what Jimbo's doing over there, uh, but for the past several years, you kicked off the beginning of each and every deer season, uh, actually muzzleloader hunting here in our home state of Kansas. Uh, but the problem is, in September, as you know, food sources are abundant. You got standing corn, soybeans, uh, milo in some places, some alfalfa, etc. And also, the bucks this time of year can be nocturnal. So what are you going to be doing to combat those issues this muzzleloader season uh, in Kansas, man. The good thing about muzzleloader hunting in the early season, if you can get on a buck 
that is showing up during daylight hours, you've got a chance of getting that bug. The bad thing is, is finding one that is showing up during daylight hours. In early September, the earlier you go, the better your chances are because you, you can still catch those bucks on that late summer feeding pattern. They're fairly predictable. They usually come in late in the afternoon. The problem is once they shed their velvet and then the bachelor groups begin to break up, these deer become very nocturnal and their patterns completely change. And so, like, we're going to, I think, the opening day of Kansas this year is the 16th, which is late. The way they do it is like the second Monday of September. This is a late season. The problem is these bachelor groups will be breaking up during that time, and I can guarantee you it's going to be tough. Your, your challenge is to find a buck that is still moving during daylight hours. It's not enough to get a big buck on camera. If he's nocturnal, you've got your work cut out for him. He may very well not show up during legal shooting hours. So the key, too, is to not pressure that deer. These deer, the movement patterns are very fragile this time of year. If you pressure that deer, either coming or going, then you're very likely to break him off whatever daylight activity he's, he's been engaged in. So low pressure. My strategy is to find a deer that we've got on uh, Reconnex cameras, find him if he's and if he's a shooter and moving in daylight, I get on him, but I have to have a strategy that doesn't require me to bump him during any time during the daylight hours. It may very well mean that you don't hunt in the mornings because if you go in in the morning and he's already there and you run him off, good chance he's not coming back. So again, low pressure and then patience. Just put your time in and hope that sooner or later he shows up again during the shooting hours. Now, you said that uh, this time of the year they can and are nocturnal, but also it seems like they're always nocturnal during the regular rifle season, like late uh, November, early uh, December. Uh, How do you combat that? I realize you're talking about getting into the stand or so forth or where you think he might be, but uh, there's always that chance of bumping him, isn't there? Well, there is. Now, Now, once the rutting urge begins to dominate over feeding um, activity, then that happens as you get into the rut and during the rut. And then after the rut, you, ha- you have bucks that are driven by stress from having run down during the rut that come to major food sources. So you have factors during that time of year that will push deer to move during the daylight hours. During this early pre-rut, when most of the muzzleloader hunting takes place, these deer are fat and happy. They've bulked up. Now they're just waiting for the rut, and they become extremely nocturnal. And once the bachelor groups break up, they they just basically go down. Deer, by nature, are low-light animals. They, they move early in the morning, late in the afternoon, and primarily at night. So you face that anyway. But during this early pre-rut, it is exceptionally nocturnal. They're almost they're almost invisible. If you if it amazes me when when we go hunting, let's just say in September, and used to be this was the case before we had cameras. I would go hunting in a place that I knew had big bucks because during the rut you start to see them. But you could hunt a week, and there could be eight or ten people in camp. And nobody would see a mature buck, or maybe you see one or two. It's almost like they don't exist, but they do exist. They're just very nocturnal. So, again, the key here is low pressure, hunt major food sources, hunt places that are highly desirable, and 
then have patience. That's the key during that those early muzzleloader hunt. Now, I've been hunting Kansas as an example again for this for seven years. And in that seven year period, we hunt for six days usually. During that seven year period, I've come back home twice without a deer. Oh. Now, I saw deer and I had on both occasions, gosh, I just thought of one that was so frustrating, but I had on both occasions deer that I was after come in, but within seconds or minutes after legal shooting light, and I couldn't shoot them. One of them literally came in a minute after legal shooting light. It was seconds after legal shooting light. He was a, he was a giant 10 with stickers and I couldn't shoot him. Uh, we, we, uh, TV host or, um, trophies for game wardens and you just you can't take any chance (laughs) a wise man (laughs) and so so, even though it was literally a minute or so less than a minute after leaving the sheet live i had to stand there or sit there with a a 180 plus buck at at 90 yards and couldn't do a thing about it i could have easily killed him but i couldn't shoot him that's right that's right and you do have a chance of killing a big one. If, if you find, find the right deer and you wait it out, you have a chance of getting a mighty big buck in September. And for us on, on TV hunts that have to, a lot of hunts, we have to shoot 20, 20 plus shows a year. Uh, you can't cram all those in the month of November, December. So it's a great opportunity to expand the time of your hunting season. With a good chance of getting a big buck, it might not be easy. It may take time, but uh, overall, we have been very successful in doing it and killed some mighty good bucks. You bet. Hey, David, can you stick around? Because uh, we got to take a break. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, sure. All right. right hey, here. hey, we're talking with David Morris. He's the host of Bucks of Tecamonte and Tecamonte Whitetail Nation on Outdoor Channel and My Outdoor TV. That's right. Now, Bucks of Tecamonte, all new episodes, Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, Mr. David, to learn more about you, the Bucks of Tecamonte, Tecamonte Whitetail Nation, all that good stuff, where can we find you online, buddy? You can find us at Tecamonte Properties. Those are words to live by. That's right, Mr. David Morris. He's coming up next. They're like, uh, why do you guys wear all that camo and carry big knives and stuff? Swear to God. And I'm like, uh, duh. Because we're savvy outdoorsmen. Savvy outdoorsmen. Chop some wood. We're savvy outdoorsmen. Country girl. We're savvy outdoorsmen. Climb a tree. We're savvy outdoorsmen. That's right. We hunt, we fish, we camp, we dream. We hunt, we fish, we camp, we dream. We're savvy outdoorsmen. I'm a hunter. We're savvy outdoorsmen. How do you like them biscuits? How rude. Bullets, knives, bugs in your hair, you'll encounter it all in the woods somewhere. Bullets, knives, bugs in your hair, you'll encounter it all in the woods somewhere. We're savvy outdoorsmen. 100%. I'll say a ratchet's face and cursive. The Savvy Outdoorsman. The beauty of the Yukon is that it's a place where you can either lose yourself or find yourself. When hunters come here, the men that lead them into the wildlands need to be tough. They need to make the right decisions every minute of every day. Those that do are called guides. A grizzly bear came up right behind us. We're going to have to do a warning shot. Jim Shockey's Uncharted Yukon. 
all-new season, Mondays at 7 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. Sticky Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. It's usually best to begin with something simple and steady like the revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. Whoa, 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 here we go. With our mixed bag of outdoor pursuits this week. Now, let's get back to David Morris, host of Tecamati Whitetail Nation on Outdoor Channel and My Outdoor TV. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, you missed part one with David Morris. You got to go back to uh, JimandTrav.com and listen to his interview because he talks about some great things that's going to be happening this fall in Kansas muzzleloader hunting. That's right. And make sure you check out Tech Monte White Till Nation on Outdoor Channel and My Outdoor TV and all new episodes. The Bucks of Tech Monte that is Saturdays at 930 a.m. Eastern Ooh. Time. Now, so interesting. I love hopping online and watching your new content and old videos, uh, Mr. David, because you're talking about tracking and recovering a wounded animal and there's one story in particular where you talk you owe it to the animal who cares if it blows your chances if you took a shot unless you're 100 positive you missed it you have to go out there you know due diligence and make sure you recover that animal but you said you tracked an animal over two days 40 miles now that is commitment but you knew you hit it didn't you Yes, I did. You're talking about an eland, actually. Oh, really? In Africa. And those things are notorious for covering country. We, uh, my, my professional hunter had a GPS. So when I say 40 miles, that is what it was. It was 40 miles over two days. I shot him about 9.30 in the morning. Um, the first morning we tracked him and, uh, some of our crew gave up and, and quit, but, uh, my tracker and I, uh, were able to finally track him down and get get another shot on him at almost dark on the second day when it just everything looked bleak and then all of a sudden there he was. We knew we were close though because um, we we'd actually seen him a time or two in the last two or three hours, but he was staying just ahead of us and at the last minute got a shot on him and got him. So uh, persistence does pay. But you know, talking about recovering deer oh, as a ranch owner and a plantation owner. And, and I very frequently guide people, it is amazing how many times someone will shoot a deer that does not react as they expect him to react. Yeah. And they're absolutely certain they miss that deer, only to go down and find out that, in fact, they either hit him or killed him on the spot. So you can't always go by that. You, you have to follow up. I can't tell you how many times it's happened that people are absolutely certain they didn't hit a deer, whether I'm there or not, and then only to go down and find that the deer is laying there dead. So, and a lot of times in South Texas particularly, and this is also the case in just about anywhere, I had to do it last year in Kansas, you, you find the deer and then you track him two or 300 yards, and then you realize you got a runner, you got a problem, this deer is, is not going to expire quickly. And I, I am a firm believer in if you can find a good trail dog 
this is where I think you owe it to the animal to find that and recover that deer. Last year in Kansas, I, I shot a deer with a muzzleloader, hit him a little too far back, and he crossed over onto another property. I went home, went back to the lodge, called the property owner, said, can I go over there and take a dog? He said, absolutely, do what you can to find him. And without that dog, I'm not sure I would have found him because that deer had buried up in a thicket, in a clear-cut thicket. Oh, wow. And you could, there just would have been no way to find him. And we weren't getting a lot of blood, but the dog went right to him, found him, and uh, was able to recover the deer. So uh, we owe it to do everything we can, which means time, effort, and if possible, bring in a dog. And I'm a big advocate. Now, of course, you got to do it in states where it's legal. But I've had many deer that were recovered um, by people that were visiting with me that would have never been recovered had we not put a dog on them. Yeah. Well, the interesting part about what you're talking about is doing due diligence in making sure yeah. that uh, what you have done with the rifle or, or a bow or whatever it may be, yeah. uh, it was a clean uh, hit. It was a clean kill. And yeah. if you have to track them, guess what? That is part of the hunt. It is. And always assume a hit. Always assume a hit until you prove otherwise. That's right, Mr. David Morris. Make sure you watch Tecamonte Whitetail Nation on Outdoor Channel and My Outdoor TV, plus all new episodes, The Bucks of Tecamonte. That is Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, Mr. David, obviously, we've watched you expand over the years and what you have done uh, for whitetail hunting. Kind of like my waistline. Exactly. It's just been expanding (laughs) grossly. Uh, But you've kind of branched out, which is really neat. You've gone over to Georgia and other places how are you finding with what you're doing, your food plots, how receptive are they in different parts of the country? Have you had to kind of tailor make what you do, your seed blends? What is your strategy moving forward and branching out? Yes, absolutely. The Well, I'm, I'm from the South originally and owned a burr pine plantation down there for over 20 years. Oh, so wow. I know, I know the South actually in the Midwest to a certain degree, depending on how far west you go. But the South is ideal for food plots because it's got good soil and it's got rain. In, in parts of South Texas, in parts of Texas, South Texas being one of them, you, it's very challenging to grow food plots. You have to do it right. You can't take any shortcuts. And then sometimes you're just not going to be successful because I went one time at, when, I, when I owned El Casador Ranch, we went 13 months without any rain. Oh, wow. When you don't have any, I don't care how good a farmer you are, if you're <laughs> dry land farming, you're not going to grow food plots. But in the South, we have such a wide variety of options. I mean, you plant anything down there. And so we, we started Taking Money Properties a year or so ago with a goal of, of helping people apply the take money management strategy and basically realize their deer hunting greens because there is magic in warm season plots. And so we we buy property or help people develop property under the take money system to show what is possible using food plots as your central nutritional source. And this place in Georgia, Fox Creek Plantation, is probably the finest piece of property. It's 2,400 acres in Lee County, Georgia, which is the number one deer county for trophy bucks in the state of Georgia. And so we bought a place there to show people what is possible, of course, no fence, and show people what's possible using food plots. 
And in, and in a year, we have just seen an explosion of these deer in terms of size. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with old David Morris, and of course, he is the host of Tecamonte Whitetail Nation and the Bucks of Tecamonte. That's right. Make sure you watch all new episodes of the Bucks of Tecamonte. That is Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. And you can always go back and pick up previous seasons and episodes of the Bucks of Tecamonte and Tecamonte Whitetail Nation with the My Outdoor TV app. Now, before we get to a break, Mr. David, to learn more about you, uh, all of your shows, everything you have going on, food plots, good stuff like that. Where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, TechMoneyProperties.com. All right. Hey, coming up next is old Trey Piquet. He's with Voodoo Crew. They're out of Venice, Louisiana. That's PK. 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 Trey PK. Voodoo Crew on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time and Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, World Fishing Network. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTAJerky.com. Mr. Dan David, you're so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Great being with you guys. Thank you. The revolution with Jim and Trav has a really cool place in cyberspace at JimandTrav.com. Come on in and check it out. Whoa, dude, is that a unicorn? <laughs> yep, no way. Check out the all-new JimandTrav.com with Jim's blog, Trav's take, Mrs. Bunny, tons of advice from our hunting and fishing pros. <laughs> Stay tuned. The revolution will be right back. Attention outdoor adventure enthusiasts, introducing the world's most off-road capable four-seat side-by-side, the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X4. It's packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality with Yamaha proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X4 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. As people who love the outdoors, Doors, we know what we stand for. We stand for fish, wildlife, and conserving places they call home. We stand for the traditions we inherited and that we must pass on. We stand for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we stand together for you. The revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. Feedback, questions, and suggestions always appreciated at JimandTrav.com. Discussing a mixed bag of outdoor pursuits. Now, here's Trey PK, host of Voodoo Crew on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. Eastern and Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on World Fishing Network. Brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the revolution with Jim and Trav. View their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, you missed old David Morris. It was a two-parter talking about uh, whitetail hunting in Kansas. I'm so glad David is gone. I want to talk to Trey. I want to go offshore. I want to catch big tuna. And I'm going to do that with Trey PK. He is the host of Voodoo Crew. He is a captain. Make sure you watch it on Outdoor Channel Saturdays, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time and Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. World Fishing Network. Mr. Trey, your fisherman you. How's it going, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. How about y'all? Good, good. Now, are, are we getting into the time of the where we're able to catch some tuna out there in the Gulf? Yeah, we pretty much catch tuna all year round. So, uh, you know, late summer and fall is, is a really good time for us. Uh, you know, we're still fishing a floating rigs, but soon, you know, probably in the next month or so, we'll start fishing behind the shrimp boats and 
catching a real big elephant. Yeah. Now, here in the Midwest, you know, obviously we're kind of sissies. We fish on ponds and lakes and rivers. and We're places. big on crappie. The biggest thing we have is catfish. We don't have sharks. Uh, but the weather has severely impacted fishing around here. Either we've just been inundated with moisture or there's been a drought. It's been so hot. What is the climate, the temperature, everything happening? The temperament. What is it doing to the water down there in the bite? So it's funny you say that because the last few days we've gotten canceled as well, just you know, due to high winds and a lot of rain and storms and stuff like that. So uh, Captain Nick, he's actually fishing today, and then we got a few of the boats that they're going to be fishing the rest of the week, and then you know, toward the end of the week and the weekend, all, all the guys are booked, so... We had some bad weather come through, but it's kind of clearing out today, and hopefully the rest of the week should be good to us. Yeah, now, we've talked before with you, and let's say we're out there in real deep water, and you're chumming. you got a lot of big tuna coming up, man. They are skittish fish. Are there certain tips and tactics, things you have to do as not to spook them so you're successful? What say you, man? For sure. So, tuna, man, they're definitely smarter than people give them credit for. So, you know, there's... They get skittish, you know, if, if depending on the water temp, depending on the conditions, you know, if there's a bunch of boats around. So there's definitely some tricks of the trade that we use, you know, when those fish start acting funny. Now, if we want to find you online, book a trip, watch your show, just pick your brain, man. Get some tips. Where can we find you online? Our website is voodoofishingcharters.com. And then also, you know, our social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know, that's that's the best way to to basically follow us and you know we we post pictures daily on our social media you know that's that's the most up-to-date stuff and then also we have a lot of uh information on our website as far as kind of like frequently asked questions and just you know kind of giving everybody the rundown on on how we do things and what to expect and stuff like that so really the website or our social media is that was the best bet. You bet. Hey, that was old Trey Piquet, and of course he is with Voodoo Crew. Coming up next is Dan Perez. He's the host of Whitetail Properties and Sportsman Channel, Sundays at 10 o'clock. That's right. This has been brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the revolution with Jim Trav. Hop online, check out their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. And again, you got to watch Voodoo Crew on Outdoor Channel. Saturdays, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Pick up previous episodes with my Outdoor TV app, but as well, Thursdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, World Fishing Network. Mr. Dan Perez, he is coming up next. Trey, you are so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming back on, buddy. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Stay right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. He's out there. The elusive wild boar. And now, the dogs are loose. And the drive is on. It's full bore excitement from the forest and fields of France's Loire Valley. The spectacular all-new season of Wild Boar Fever. Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Watch past seasons of Wild Boar Fever on My Outdoor TV. Go to MyOutdoorTV.com. Looking for your next off-road adventure? The all-new Yamaha Wolverine X2 side-by-side is ready when you are. Offering unmatched off-road capability with ultimate comfort, the Yamaha Wolverine X2 is packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality. With Yamaha-proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence, visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X2 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. 
you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Turn it back up again. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and our mixed bag of outdoor pursuits. Now kicking off a two-parter with Dan Perez, host of Whitetail Properties on Sportsman Channel, Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking mixed bag of outdoor pursuits on this week's show. Before the break, we had Trey PK. He's a host of Voodoo Crew on Outdoor Channel. This guy can catch fish in a bathtub. That's right. Just now being joined by Dan the Man. That is Dan Perez. He is the host of Whitetail Properties on Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. He actually texts telepathically with all whitetail deer. Mr. Dan, how's it going, buddy? It's going really well. Thank you. How about yourselves? Yeah, going really good. You know, we're getting to that time where we're thinking about going whitetail deer hunting. And, of course, if we don't have our property, what should we do? Well, if you don't have your property, of course, there's public land and you could lease ground. But if you don't have a property lined up, you might be out of luck. Uh-oh. Now, kind of interesting, and this won't be verbatim, but I read somewhere where you said there is no one single piece of gear or anything you can buy that will add to your success in the whitetail woods as much as owning your own hunting grounds. And I have never actually thought about it like that, Mr. Dan, you know, buying a piece of property, working on it, improving the habitat. But when you look at things as a whole, whether it's scent elimination, camo, a new bow, this, that, nothing compares to owning your own chunk of ground that you can manage yourself. That's absolutely right, and thank you for doing your research. I I was with PSC for 18 years, and every year we came out with new bows, and the new bows were were all designed to shoot a little faster, a little quieter, a little smoother, and and, uh, help you uh, uh, increase your your chances of harvesting a big deer. Of course, um, like you said, it doesn't matter if it's scent, bows, whatever it is. Uh, Nothing. There's nothing that that increases uh, your chances more than the product that's made by God. And that's land, the ability uh, to improve it and uh, hold them, grow them, and hunt them. That's your biggest advantage. Now, our audience is literally coast to coast, okay? And uh, while you have uh, a lot of whitetail properties back east, and there are probably some mule deer properties you have out west, all pretty much the same, though, isn't it? You have to have that ground in order to do something. It sure does help, yes. I mean, I I grew up in the south, in in Florida, in fact, and I hunted public ground, and it was a lot of fun, And and, uh, but you can't control it. Uh, You can't uh, manage it. Uh, There's not much that you could do other than uh, read sign and hang a stand. Uh, were, I mean, like the properties that I hunt that I own, uh, I, I not only have a relationship with the land, I have a relationship with every animal on those properties. So my, my goal is to hold them on those properties, grow them, and, and hunt them effectively. Yeah, Mr. Dan Perez, again, he's the host of Whitetail Properties, Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, with the economy and everything, and, you know, everyone kind of badmouths like, oh, I don't have the money to do what Joe Blow did down the road. Is owning our own chunk of hunting ground. And the thing is, it could be 20 acres, 30 acres, 100 acres, a thousand. It really depends on your budget and where you're at. 
Is that a pipe dream for most outdoorsmen and women? Or, or attainable. Is, is this attainable, achievable? Oh, a- absolutely it is. And, and what I would recommend is is uh, is finding a land specialist. All of our guys are land specialists. We don't necessarily have real estate agents. Uh, they know the real estate law, but they are land specialists. Uh, because the reality is, if you know what you're doing, if you know what you're looking for, not only uh, can you do it, but the land itself can make you money. You, you could get paid for owning that property and, and hunting it, uh, which is awesome. I say hunting it. Uh, you, you know, in the South, you might, it might be timber harvest. Uh, you, you might, uh, you might have tobacco, might be cotton. Here in the Midwest, of course, is corn and beans. Everywhere there's, there's a resource from that land that will help you pay for that property. Um, let's see, I've, I've got a few farms now that I own. I've got a farm in Missouri. I just sold a farm in Missouri. I had a farm in Iowa up to this year and I sold it. Uh, I have a farm in Illinois and, uh, so, but I still have a farm in Missouri, uh, another farm. But what I'm getting at, all, all, every farm that I buy, makes me money. It doesn't cost me money. It makes me money. Now, basically what you're talking about as you, you talk about timber sales and so forth, but you can actually sublease the agricultural rights and still retain, retain the hunting rights. And it right? doesn't hurt anything for hunting, does it? No, not at all. You know, here's the deal is, is the whitetail, especially as an edge animal, um, Crop ground helps your property. In no way is it going to hurt your property. And, and the cool thing is it's, it's very simple math. If, uh, for example, uh, the crops are giving you a 6% return on your investment uh, and you're borrowing the money at, say, 4.5%, you're making money on the difference. And then what's cool is that while you're paying down that that mortgage, uh, you're accruing your equity, so you're growing in equity in that direction, and you're you're growing in equity as far as the appreciation, because property, I mean, you go over any 10-year prospectus on any paper investment, any stock, any mutual fund, I don't care what it is, it's hard to beat the appreciation of owning a piece of ground, not to mention uh, the tax advantages that you have, and then, of course, to guys like you guys and, and, and me and uh, all your listeners, uh, you can't hunt fish uh, have fun with your family on a paper investment yeah. and on land. That's right. Mr. Dan Perez, he is the CEO and broker uh, with Whitetail Properties. Now, if we are a whitetail enthusiast or we are a big mule deer fanatic or we chase elk or let's say we love upland hunting, waterfowl hunting, so on and so forth. Do we need to kind of specifically buy a piece of property for that game animal in mind? So if we like whitetail could you point us in the right direction? Or if we're kind of like the average outdoorsman that likes to do a little bit of everything, can you have an all-encompassing hunting piece of property? Multi-purpose. Or does it need to be, you know, more specific than that? Yeah, no. Everybody has different goals when they buy a piece of property. Um, so there's properties that uh, they are diverse. You, you could, you, depending on the habitat and, or, or what you do to the habitat, uh, it might be able to, you might be able to have elk on there, mule deer on the property, and, and uh, a bear. It just depends on, on uh, a lot of different things. But there's one thing to keep in mind. Is that, for example, if you're you're a freak uh, like I am as far as hunting big bucks, minimal intrusion is where it's at, and, and so you want to hold those animals. And one of the things that uh, that runs bucks off the most is is frequenting that farm 
so, so you may not be able to, for example, if it's, if, if, again, if you're a freak like I am about hunting big bucks, you, you may not be in there with a family every weekend running your four wheelers, you know? Uh, you may not be in there cutting timber, uh, all the time. There's a lot of recreational things that you may not be able to do on that ground if your specific purpose is big bucks if you're following me, but any piece of ground can serve all sorts of recreation. I, I know people that they've got their, they've got a 3D range capable of, of running 50 people through it. Uh, at the same time, uh, they're, they're in there all the time playing with their toys. Uh, they don't kill many big deer, but they enjoy the heck out of that ground. And then, and then five years from now, 10 years from now, uh, if they cash in on it to maybe 1031, uh, it into another property, 1031 is, is, is a way of not having to pay the capital gain. If you put it right back into another property, uh, you may want to do that because you've appreciated all this equity. Basically profit. I look at it as, as, uh, as a business investment and not necessarily a recreational investment, at least. That's what I tell my wife. You bet. Hey, uh, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Because we got a lot more questions to ask you. You bet. I'll be here when you get back. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Dan Perez. Of course, he is the host of Whitetail Properties on Sportsman's Channel, Sundays at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, Mr. Dan, to learn more about you, Whitetail Properties, everything you have to offer, where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah, so we're at www.whitetailproperties.com. All righty. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online and check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Again, Mr. Dan Perez, he is coming up next. He is the host of Whitetail Properties Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Dan Perez, right after this. Don't go anywhere. Jim and Trevor talking a mixed bag of outdoor pursuits. I love camping. Fresh air and sunshine. I love grilling. Let's start the charcoal, y'all. I love the Outdoor Gospel. Hallelujah! Here we go now. We're going fishing on today's show. We're target shooting on today's show. We're celebrating the outdoors. We're gonna drive some four trucks. Can you feel the outdoor spirit, y'all? Oh, yeah! It's real. It's alive in all of us. It's alive in me. My Outdoor TV is now available on all your favorite devices. With the best hunting, fishing, and shooting shows ever made, it's the ultimate streaming service for real-life outdoor adventures. My Outdoor TV is packed with over 10,000 exclusive episodes powered by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The leaders in outdoor entertainment. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Start your free trial today. My Outdoor TV, now everywhere. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the 
fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Kaanapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav as we chat a mixed bag of outdoor pursuits. Now, let's rejoin Dan Perez, host of Whitetail Properties on Sportsman Channel Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. See them online at stickyholsters.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. Uh, you missed part one with old Dan Perez. you got to go to our website, jimandtrav.com, and check it out because old Dan Perez has got a lot of answers that you need to have when you go to look at a piece of property. Now, Dan, i got a question for you. You have your fingers on the pulse of lots of lands all over the country. Now, to me, if I were going to buy a piece of property, to me, the ideal property would be like maybe 20 to 40 acres between two big pieces of property that had a lot of traffic. What do you think? Yeah, that's a dream come true. It doesn't always work that way, but I'll give you an example of a piece that you just described. So a few years back, I listed a property. It was 20 acres near Barry, Illinois. And it was a, there was a huge, if you could picture the perfect funnel or hourglass type when people talk about a funnel, uh, a huge chunk of timber on one side to the west and a huge chunk of timber uh, to the east. And it was connected by a creek. And, and the habitat grew on, on either side of that creek. And on uh, to the north and south of that creek, it was, is, uh, it was uh, a cattle land, just open pasture. So... Any animals, uh, not any animals, but the majority of the animals that were traveling from block of timber A to block of timber B were using this creek. And so, I, and that creek, uh, the whole 20 acres was just that creek. And in the time that, uh, and here's what's weird. Uh, I sold that property probably six times over the <laughs> years to six different people. I don't understand why though that they were selling it because uh, one guy alone, one gentleman alone, uh, he killed a 214-inch buck wow. on that creek, 20-acre wow. investment, uh, 180-something. I mean, several really nice bucks, and then he, he sold it, relisted it with me, and it was such an easy property to hunt because if the wind was coming out of the south, southeast, southwest, south anything, uh, you, you'd set up on the north side of the creek and vice versa. So it's just an easy, easy pinch. But, you know, it's funny about people. Sometimes they think, man, if 20 acres is good, now I've got this equity in the property, I will turn it into a bigger property. And that's how it happens. Uh, and they may have ended up with uh, another uh, 300 acres and never had the hunting that they had on that 20 acres. You know, it's, it's hard to... Hard to ever know sometimes. Yeah, Mr. Dan Perez, he is the host of Whitetail Properties Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I'm going to keep quoting you for a minute here because you say some great stuff. Uh, you were talking about creating a sanctuary, and you can have a chunk of ground that's 60 acres or 120 acres or 30 acres. And if you designate a sanctuary, and I love what you said, is you consider a sanctuary where there's no human scent. There is nothing. Unless you are tracking an animal, you wounded, you're going to recover. There is no need to go into that sanctuary. So when you literally say sanctuary, it is like hands off. That is the wildlife's area and you don't touch it, right? That's a fact. And, and if I had my rathers, if I, if I could, if I was laying out a piece of property for hunting, 
and I have my food plots in place and my stands in place, uh, the majority of that property, if, if everything in a perfect world, the majority of that property would be sanctuary. If I can play the win right and I can limit my, uh, uh, my stand locations in, in a, to where they're not uh, intruding or, or infringing on the sanctuary, whatever, whatever, however that works. With me, I always want the most rugged piece of that property. Uh, those hillsides with the rips and, and the roots coming out of the banks and just heavy vegetation, those are the places I, I want for a sanctuary. And what a lot of folks don't understand is when, when they think about intrusion, they think about running the animals while they're on the property. But the reality is, most often, the scent that we leave behind, when, when we're, we're on that property, say, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and we're, we're off that property, um, hours later, it could be 10 at night, you're home watching TV, and that big bug comes through there and gets a double nostril of, of your scent, at, that you were there in that sanctuary, Depending on his temperament, he may never come back again. It, it's it's that touchy with some animals, and if it's repeated, uh, even the ones that are more tolerant uh, won't come back again. Yeah. It's no. the, so yeah, it's a sanctuary is is a sanctuary. I don't. I had one piece of property. It was only 110 acres, so I was very it was very touchy, very touchy property. Uh, the smaller, the touchier it is. You know, like if you've got 3,000 acres, well, yeah, you could trample all over. A lot of it, but if if you've got 110 acres uh, and I had half of it in sanctuary, I didn't go in there even to shed hunt, knowing that big shed is probably laying in, in one of those rips or up on the hill. I still don't go in there. I'd rather have the animal than his antlers. Yeah. Now we had uh, Lee Lukoski on not too long ago. We were talking about just that of him going out, and he's a farmer, and. Uh, uh, he goes out there, and the the deer actually get used to him and his tractor and diesel smell and so forth, and they don't seem to run off. Do you suppose that you could do that, or are you better off just keeping that sanctuary pristine? I, I believe there's a difference between where the farmer spends his time and the timber. When you when you uh, like, if you're in my yard, I don't think much about it. But when you cross into my living room, I feel much different. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's right. That's the difference. And you know, it's funny that you say that, though. I knew a farmer in North Dakota that uh, he got pretty close to deer on a pretty regular basis, and he was harmless. And he wore aqua velva. Uh, so when he went to hunt, splashed on aqua velva. <laughs> that, that's got to be my new tip. I'm going to try that. All right. Now, once, he, uh-huh. once again, talk with Mr. Dan Perez, uh, Whitetail Property Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, more revolution right after this. Mr. Dan, you're awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. I've enjoyed it, man. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is powered by our amazing listeners and sponsors. That alone is a sign of intelligence. We're proud to partner with Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will continue after these important messages. The beauty of the Yukon is that it's a place where you can either lose yourself or find yourself. When hunters come here, the men that lead them into the wildlands need to be tough. They need to make the right decisions every minute of every day. Those that do are called guides. A grizzly bear came up right behind us. We're going to have to do a warning shot. Jim Shockey's Uncharted Yukon. 
all-new season, Mondays at 7 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. Sticky Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits. Safari hats and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bob. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak. I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. But, I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors. Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. It has finally come to an end. That's all? This is unacceptable. I'm afraid the revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. Goodbye. But don't forget to drop us some feedback and stay in touch with the show at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Of course, we had uh, David Morris with uh, Bucks of Tecamani. Also, Trey Perez. Yeah, Trey Perez. And then Dan P.K. No, Trey P.K. with Voodoo Crew and uh, Dan Perez. Whitetail Properties. That's right. Yeah, and Mrs. Bunny, you were here for just a little bit. Short bit, boys. It was short, but it was sweet. Jimbo, what do you want to say? Hey, we want to thank our affiliate stations around the country and also our sponsors for helping us out in this deal. That's right. And get outdoors this weekend, boys and girls. Take some kiddos with you. Just, you know, here's the thing. It doesn't matter what you do. Just do it outdoors as a family recreate and hammer home firearm safety. Uh, it is imperative that you do it each and every day, every single week. Mrs. Bunny, last word. Hit up JimandTrav.com. Listen to the show, individual interviews, all that good stuff. It is art- Read articles, all sorts of good stuff there. Hit it up. Also, there's a great new blog about aging deer on the hoof. Uh, check under the expert advice tab. Jimbo, last word. Hey, you know what? I saw something this past weekend that I wanted to share. You know, we have Tim McWelch on the show all the time. Mm-hmm. Talks about building shelters and so forth. Your kids built three shelters out of nothing. And it was so cool to watch them work. And they got it all from Tim McWelcher's book. Yeah, and they cut down our trees we planted to do it. We'll talk about that later. All right, so boys and girls, thank you so much for listening. We love you. If it wasn't for you, uh, we really couldn't be doing this. Uh, So get outdoors. We love you. Peace out. God bless America. God bless you. Keep the faith strong. USA, you rule. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 